Check out the new album by Winnipeg country singer Sean Burns. It Takes Luck to Get the Best of Me is currently sitting at number one on the Earshot Folk Roots Blues chart and is available now for streaming or purchase on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else you get great music today. Hey folks, as you know, Witch Police Radio covers the Winnipeg music scene and one of the bands that gets brought up over and over again as an influence, as an inspiration, is Propagandy. I want to introduce you to my new favorite podcast. It's called Unscripted Moments, a podcast about propaganda, And it's hosted by two teachers in the U.S. who break down a different propaganda song each episode. This is like an extra set of liner notes for every individual song. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, once again, on on the line, on the remote line, as is the the, the way of the past and the future, and probably the ongoing uh, present <laughs> for forever. I don't know. I don't know how long this is we'll going to last. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think that the best way to start this thing off is is um, for you to introduce introduce yourself and a little bit about what your band does because. This band hasn't been on the podcast before, although you have many, many years ago in kind of the old format of the show. So if you right. want to just start off that way, we can take it from there. Hey, my name is Steve Henderson. Uh, when I was on the show a number of years ago, I was in a band called Dead Ranch at the time. Yeah. And the, the band I'm in right now is called Fractal. And uh, we just put out our debut record uh, a number of weeks ago. We just had our debut show uh, last couple of weeks ago. Cool. Uh, yeah, and it, it contains members of Dead Ranch, Ken Mode, and uh, Culpit. Well, I think that, the, uh, like, I have a lot of questions about this. Cause I was listening to the record today, like, on, on online, and it's, re- it's really cool. I, I like it a lot. But I was just, uh, I mean, the three-bass thing is maybe the best place to start. So explain kind of the uh, the layout of the band in terms of instrumentation. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Whenever I try and explain what the band is, I, I mentioned that the fact that there's three bass players in the band, and that, that naturally kind of gets some eyebrows. It's yeah. not really something that normally happened. So there's kind of a bit of a story behind it. Well, me and Daryl have been talking about doing a project for uh, for a number of years before forming this band. We were talking about jamming and starting something up. And he had something going on with his twin brother, Derek. And okay. uh, yeah, and originally it was him on guitar. And uh, he, want, he wanted to bring in the bass player. And then we had, we had uh, some songs and then we kind of just started it. Hey, why not try this experiment one thing with two bass players? Because we're both bass players. Sure. So then it kind of just stuck that way. And then... Uh, few months later, um, uh, Matt approached Daryl asking to uh, be involved in the band, and we thought, hey, let's just uh, try it out and see uh, see how crazy we can make this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he just, it just kind of went off from there at that point. So it's just three bass and drums? Is that the, the configuration? Yeah. Well, I don't know. So, like, it, it, Matt kind of comes in and out of the band. He's kind of like, like the add-on. Like, it's been, it's been times where he's been away and it just did me and Daryl okay. and Derek. Like, we're we're kind of like the core members, quote-unquote. But Matt kind of comes in and out of the band. And we just played, I mean, unfortunately, we had to play the show without him because of all the COVID stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. not really jamming with anyone until there's a, any kind of end to this. So. Which could we, be, we just, who knows when that's going to be at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he has family, so obviously it's like, got yeah, yeah. respect that. And so we thought we'd just try and, we booked the show back in April before all this. And then when we booked the show, like, there's kind of, the numbers are pretty low, so we felt pretty confident about about doing it. So we kind of just booked it from that point, decided just to finally finish it. Because we, we, we recorded this like three years ago. We've oh, been really? sitting on it for, for way, like, way too long. It's kind of a, just finally just get this out. And yeah. then, well, your timing, your timing couldn't be worse almost, right? Like having to deal with this during, during the middle of a pandemic. 
It's uh, yeah, it's definitely keeps things interesting. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no it's doubt. It's got to roll with it. So with the with the multiple bases, I mean, how do you kind of work out the the songwriting of that? Because I mean, obviously the bases are doing different things. It's not all playing kind of traditional bass lines uh, on top of yeah. each other. But how do you kind of you know because everything is so low, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, well, it's low, but like. Uh, Daryl, uh, he, he he's kind of like, he uses a lot of effects in his bass. Sure, he, he kind of makes it sound. He uses octaves and stuff to kind of make it sound more like a guitar. So it, it, it's basses, but it doesn't always give off that impression. Just because, yeah, like, yeah. he he changes his octave to make it sound higher, and he, he plays more of the lead stuff, and I'm more like the traditional bass. So he kind of just navigates through, just try and navigate through it and see how we can make sounds that, that complement each other. Yeah, yeah. It, well, is, is it harder to songwrite when everyone's playing a bass? <laughs> like, it's just, it's such a novel approach, right? I mean, I, I, know, well, I know there's been other bands that have done it for sure, but it's uh, it's definitely unusual, right? Like, Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of not the typical realm of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We, we try not to play the same thing. So, like, usually Daryl will come in with the riff and then I'll, I'll, I'll add something on top of that and then Matt will come in later and kind of do his thing and just, just try and make it layer it up so it still sounds interesting but not just a convoluted mess okay sure yeah that makes sense for sure so with this uh with this album like you said you've been working on it for three years is this kind of been a band that like are you all in other bands at this point or is this sort of the main project for most of you uh well matt he's, he's in uh, another band called culpin right. uh, so yeah, but what they don't really play shows they kind of do things like it's only like through studio recording so so he's, he's always doing other stuff but me and daryl I've been. It's been mostly our main project. Okay. Daryl was in Velodrome for a while too. Yeah, yeah, that's of, right. Yeah, that he kind of bounced in and out of that, but they're not really doing anything right now. So it's kind of just just this. Cool. For the cool. most part, for us. And how is um, was the length of time kind of between recording it and putting it out? Was that just based on like what was the the reason for that? Was it a bunch of factors, well, or was there a well, plan in place? Well, with this with this record, of me and Daryl and Derek wrote most of the material and then uh, Matt kind of came in after these songs were written did his parts and then he, re- he recorded the record himself okay. in my basement so it's kind of it's kind of like a do-it-yourself kind of kind of thing and then after it was done for a while and then it, it, we thought we'd try and find a label and like time went by and there's no bites so we thought just fuck it let's just put it out ourselves cool cool and then that was what the release show was the other day which yeah the, yes Right. And that might be and your only yeah, show for a while, depending on how this, yeah, uh, this COVID like, thing goes. Even after this over numbers are going up, it's like, I don't know, do we keep doing this? Do we uh, take a break? We just kind of, kind of play it day by day. And, yeah. I don't know. But like, we, we, we have, like, I don't know, we still have always new material that's written, and we like to at least maybe try and bang out another recording session when we can do that. Cool. Cool. So, what do you, uh, I hate this question, and I, I hate asking it. Everyone hates answering it, but how do you define this? I mean, like, you know, listening to it, I mean, I think there's probably a number of genres that could fit into you. Do you have kind of a shorthand to use for it? If someone says, hey, I hear you in a band with three bass players, what the hell kind of music do you play? <laughs> like, the, the, the most blanket term I could say is kind of, it's, it's proggy. It's, it's definitely proggy. Yeah, for but sure, still yeah, kinda, yeah. It's, it's but still, still punk, so I'll kind of just say prog punk. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, but it, it's, I don't know, it's pretty complicated because we have some stuff that are kind of more post-rock influenced and kind of more doom and mathy kind of stuff. So, yeah. I don't know, we just... We, get, we try not to like we stick to one kind of genre. We just write a song that we think is cool at a time, and then yeah, it makes it a lot easier when you want to be have a singer. You just have, here's here's some riffs, here's some songs, and then bang it together. Totally, yeah, yeah. And, and whatever goes from there. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I found interesting whenever I've had an instrumental band on the show, like whether it's something heavy like you guys are doing or, or the complete opposite. It's that idea of not having a vocalist and not having kind of, it, it makes it not as defined of a sound, if that makes sense. Like, because... Totally, yeah. It's just... Kind of makes more room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems wider open because there's not some one person being focused on as kind of the, the voice of the group, right? Yeah. And we're not trying to be like this kind of genre. We're not trying to, we're not trying to, we, 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 we're heavy, so we, we play metal shows, but we're not really a metal band. And so we just kind of play with whatever who's, who suits us. Yeah. Well, and I guess you can kind of float too, right? Because it's technical yeah. enough that you could play with the prog, prog bands for sure. Yeah, we, and, we, yeah. we play metal shows. We played, we played some stoner rock shows. Like, sure. I mean, we're kind of able to kind of float around a little bit and play with, with different genres, which has been pretty cool. Well, and you guys, I mean, you have that, that background in heavy bands, right? So is that, um, yeah. like, was there a desire with this project to kind of expand beyond that a little bit and explore maybe new sounds that you weren't actively doing? Oh, yeah. the groups? I don't think you ever want to make the same thing twice. Like if you do something, if you have a certain background or something, it's cool to have that, but you don't, you don't want to like recreate that to a, to a certain point where you're just doing the same thing over and over again. For but sure. Obviously that, that, that's still there, but you want to be able to go beyond and, and above what you did before last time. Uh, outside of outside of heavy music, I mean, is there are there sort of artists that the the group of you sort of agree on, or, or you maybe point to as whether it's a uh, a conscious influence or not that maybe comes through in the music, like uh, in terms of like other bands. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. They, they, like, do you, do you all sort of agree on anybody, or is it just sort of a wide range of influences? Oh, I don't know. We, we all have pretty eclectic eclectic tastes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I just like before I, I just showed these guys uh, Orville Peck. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the, the mask, the country guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we tried to kind of like make a song that sounded like one of my songs and just cool. try to yeah just find whatever we could to kind of whatever sounded interesting at the time to find ways to expand on it and kind of make it our own. Cool, cool. Was the uh, was the idea of being instrumental band was that just kind of necessitated by who was in the band or did you make a decision early on that you didn't want to? Uh, I don't know. We, we never really had anyone like we never really put an effort to, to find a singer and we never really had anyone approach us to sing. Like I, I personally wouldn't be opposed to having a singer, but. Obviously, it's got to suit what we're doing. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but like, nothing's off the table. But we never really put in the effort to find a singer. Or <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it works so, without it, right? It works. It definitely yeah, works. It, it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
So what's the kind of, uh, I mean, again, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and, and people's kind of options are limited in general right now, but what is sort of the plan going forward once this eventually ends, if it does? Well, ideally, like uh, we, we, we still have so much songs that are written that haven't been recorded yet. So we, we want to at least be able to to get a, get a session in. And, and it, it gets tougher and tougher as people get, as we get older. People have yeah. families and jobs. And so just trying to find a way to balance, still get that creative outlet through without having to sacrifice too much of uh, what's going on in everyone's lives, especially with all this going on here. For sure. With, with the new stuff that you have, like the newer songs... Do you feel like there's there's a big difference, uh, whether it's stylistically or sonically, between the ones that are on the record and then what you guys have done since then? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of a bit more like refined and polished because, like, when we first recorded this record, it was kind of like when we first started jamming. That these are the songs that we first wrote, and then sure. I feel like we kind of progressed a lot in our songwriting since then. But it hasn't really been reflected on any audio document yet. Does that make it hard? Uh, and I know you just released this again, the pandemic's on and stuff, but does that make it difficult kind of with the idea of playing shows to promote the record when you may have moved kind of beyond what's on the record? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, it's like, it's only so much you can really do, right? And that's kind of why it's cool to be, we can at least do this to yeah. kind of like get whatever momentum we can go on. Yeah, I don't know. It's really good to kind of take it day by day because like, who knows what's, what's going on. Like when we booked the show, it's, like, it's almost non-existent here and now it's starting to kind of rise up a bit more. So... I don't know, ideally, we'd like to start jamming again in the fall or winter if it's, it's doable. But yeah. Because we, we still have things that need to be done in terms of releasing more records. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, I think you got like one of the last shows before things kind of went bad again. Like you were right at the, the yeah. peak of the good period there, and then it just. Yeah. 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 As we were up there, it's like we're right. It felt surreal because it, 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 it's right or it's wrong, but it, it felt really good to kind of be up there again just, just to play a gig and yeah, totally. have a. And I could tell people were hungry to see a live music too, so it kind of felt good. But at the same time, it's like how can't get, get, get too lax here. Yeah. Well, do you guys have maybe a different approach to um, to just everything about being in a band now that you've? I mean, like you're all coming from the other bands that have that have toured and that have put out records and done all this. Like now that you're, I don't want to say older and wiser, but like you know, you've, you've gone through that with other projects. Now that you're in this project, do you look at it a bit differently? Like you said, people are getting older, their, their priorities are changing. Like, ha- does your focus change? Um, at well, this point? obviously, yeah. Oh, oh, you, we all have, still have the desire to, to make music. Yeah. And so they, so we definitely all want to do that. And it definitely just kind of challenges come up like, the older that we get. But totally. I'm not, I, I, I don't have a family, but everyone else in my band, they're all married and have kids, so... So I'm not quite in the same level personally, but I can definitely respect those guys to do what they got to do to fend for their the kids. And obviously, you still want to make music together as well. So it's kind of yeah, like, again, all about the, the balance. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have the same kind of like uh, drive though that they, that you would have had? I mean, not not that yeah. you're that old, but you know what I mean, right? Like, cause, like yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like it's not like we can really just get in the van and and play the play shows where we're to no one across Canada. It's like. That might be that my priority might change, but the, the ability to at least mix music and play some cool shows, whether it's locally or bringing bringing in bands from out of town. Yeah, like, we've been able to play with, with a bunch of cool bands. Like we played with Yawning Men and Bison and Lord Dying, so we, we've still been able to kind of get, get things going. But yeah, it's just kind of take it day by day, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that? Um, I mean, maybe this is this is uh, something I like to ask a lot of people, and it's it's I kind of get interesting answers depending on I mean whether it's a rapper or a country singer or a punk band or whatever. But like, do you think that Manitoba has? It's kind of a two part question. Uh, I, I guess like 
I, I kind of feel like Manitoba has this undescribable. Manitoba music has this undescribable sound to it. There's something that connects with any genre. You can kind of get a vibe and a feeling that it is from here. And I don't know if that's something in the accent in which people sing. Obviously, that doesn't apply to you guys. But like, there's there's yeah. kind of a, a localness. Like, do you feel like? First of all, do you feel like that exists? Have you heard stuff that you can kind of pick out? As yeah. Being... Well, I would say there is definitely like a Winnipeg kind of culture, and that yeah. kind of shows how, like, I don't know, like, through, through like propaganda and Neil Young, and there's definitely kind of got that Winnipeg kind of music resilience uh, that's always been there. Yeah, and then, but I definitely say that there is like a, like a Winnipeg way of doing things, especially because it's so like isolated like a band here might not have the same opportunities that a band from toronto has so you think you really have to kind of work more just to kind of get any kind of waves going in your in your, in your project yeah yeah so it, it, it creates a lot more hunger so and i think that kind of shows in, in a lot of ways too oh do you think that comes through musically too like can you can you can you hear that in a lot of local bands yeah i would say so yeah they, whether it, they, there's so much diversity in it they got there's so much like punk they've been this folk and they got they got like, roots going yeah. on and yeah I, I'm not too familiar with, with hip hop, but I'm sure there's a lot of like local hip hop artists too. So it's, and I, and I, yeah, it's it's great to see that there's still like a, a bubble of creativity going on here. Yeah, well, and I guess the, the kind of the second part of that question is then, as an instrumental band, do you feel like that Winnipegness, whatever it is, comes through in your playing when there's not that obvious thing with you know maybe locally themed lyrics or a, a certain type of way of singing that, that comes through like right. I mean because stuff sounds like Winnipeg I mean I feel like there's, just, there's there's like jazz artists locally who I can hear it and be like something about this reminds me of here I don't know what it is sound, it sounds like a Winnipegger just by yeah. the way he plays yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah they, they, well, you don't have to have words uh, uh, even your voice to uh, express yourself sure and I'm, I'm sure that bleeds through in a lot of in a lot of Winnipeggers who have that creative drive no matter what genre you play I'm, I'm sure it, it shows in some way or another
not to dwell too much on the fact you don't have a singer because like you don't need a singer obviously and what you guys are doing works great without one but without a singer when it comes to having songs like I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. Like, a song is about something. I mean, like, when you have vocals and you have lyrics, there's very obvious what a song is about for the most part. You can tell yeah. what the kind of emotion is behind it and what the, what the person, what the band is trying to put forward. Express. Right, yeah. yeah. But, but instrumental music, you feel it differently, right? You can definitely yeah. feel emotion and, and expression and you can get an idea, but it's a little bit more, like, abstract, I guess, right? So when you guys yeah. are writing songs, do you have, like... What do you have in mind when you're writing a song? Is it just here's the riffs and these go together, or is there more emotion behind it in terms of like maybe not subject matter but uh, themes and things like that? Uh, I'd say like, a lot of that comes from Daryl. To be honest, like okay. he's like kind of like the, the he's like the best out of us at composing. Like he he picks like a, a lot a lot of credit to bringing a song or having a, a riff, and then we'll just kind of layer up from that point. Like okay. a, a lot of it, a lot of it comes from him, and I, I, I don't know. Like, for, for me personally, like I got, I've been playing, I've, I've been watching Daryl play with Ken Mode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since I was like, a teenager, and me too. Yeah. Am, <laughs> ten, ten years later, I'm playing in a band with him, so it's been pretty surreal. And like, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy to see what uh, he can provide. Like, uh, he's a really uh, treasured <laughs> bass player in, in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah he, even if people don't realize or not, he might not even be their kind of thing. But he's he's been around, and it's it's cool to have his kind of driving force in, in the songwriting. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, you, and I mean, like he's been in a bunch of different bands with different kind of angles too, right? Like like Veldrome and stuff you mentioned earlier, right? You got that experience. You got your experience with Dead Ranch. You got the Chem Mode yeah. stuff. It's all covering similar bases, but there's definitely like they all sort of diverge, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, there's definitely. We were never the same bands, but like we were kind of blended in the same kind of kind of scene, and it's okay. They kind of just gravitated to us wanting to jam together. Yeah. With with the with the playing, I mean, especially when you have the three bassists, is there um, obviously like sonically there's differences, like you were mentioning. He's got all those pedals and stuff, and it makes it sound maybe not as traditionally a bass as what you're doing. But I find that with a lot of bands, there'll be like you know one or two members who are are far more technical, and then uh, other members who are far more kind of just playing for feel. Is that right. come through in your band at all? Because it sounds the whole thing sounds very technical, but there's definitely yeah. definite feelings that come through as well like uh, musical emotions i guess if you want to call it that totally yeah yeah i don't know there is definitely that, that layer of, of, of uh we, we both play differently so like, I, I don't know, i'd say daryl kind of like has a lot more of that technical ability and, and, the, and that fluidity and, and on the fretboard but i i, I kind of more of the, the the rhythm notes like that just kind of keeping keeping the pulse kind of thing sure that, that's kind of it's kind of been mostly our objective at least in my ears so then and when you have derek keep the beat when you add the third bass, how does that add to the dynamic then? I mean, it sounds like you two kind of play off each other pretty well. Yeah. I and mean, what does that yeah. kind of throw in? Well, Daryl and I both play in standard tuning, and Matt, okay. he would always play in drop C. So he'd be like, that guy. he'd come in and do like the extra low notes. Okay. But okay. we haven't, yeah, yeah. We haven't, we haven't really played with him in a while, so it's kind of been like uh, mostly me and him getting together. And yeah, but it's, but it's different tuning, so that, that's a big thing too. Yeah, that's a noticeable, I guess, difference when you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, have you been able to get together at all during this? I mean, obviously you had the show and stuff, but since that ended, have you had a chance to actually like play music together? Uh, I haven't seen those. Guys. We had the show like, a couple weeks ago, and I, I haven't seen those guys since then. So, but we, we we were trying to get together at least once a week uh, prior to just to just to get the show. Yeah, yeah. Going. And even just to have the ability just to keep keep uh, the doors of the park theater open just to have some yeah, kind of yeah. good thing going on through them. So that's kind of been mostly our objective since uh, post-lockdown is just to kind of finally do this show 
and now it's done. So now it's kind of like that dead zone. What, what do we do from here? So. Yeah. And then how do you keep up the, keep up the momentum too, right? Because that's like you're building and building and building to this thing, this release, <laughs> literally and figuratively, right? And then and then yeah. what? Then now it's just kind of like it's yeah, like a dead zone. Well, we got, we got we got we have to watch the radio. <laughs> right, that, right, yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> right, that, that, this that, is that's, next. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the next step. This is obviously the high point yeah. for sure, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's all downhill from here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think everyone who comes on my show, it's all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you actually release that physically, or is it just a digital release? Uh, we, we have we have CDs. Yeah, cool. we, we have a. You can, I'm sure you can contact us, and um, we can easily mail you out or, or bring one. Or yeah, we we, I don't, we we try to do vinyl the whole thing, and then that's just way too much money. So yeah, yeah. We're, all, we're, also, we're also on Spotify. Like we're pretty lazy when it comes to like promoting our our, our stuff. Like. Uh, we're not very, very social media savvy guys, so. Yeah. so, so. Well, that's maybe but, that's maybe an interesting uh, interesting point though, because I feel like now we're in this weird era where you almost have to be at least one member of your yeah. band has to be some kind of social media wizard, right? Because like the way that bands, you're not putting posters on trees anymore, on poles anymore, you know. I mean, people no, are still exactly. doing that, like a couple people, but it's it's so it's changed so much. Like so, how oh, it changed so much? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I I can barely keep a float. Like it, 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 so much, it's, it's hard hard to stay relevant. You make you might put all this work into putting a release. Yeah. Ten minutes later, you got you're, you're just the next on the list, and there's a hundred other bands. So it's it's tough to navigate through it, but like you guys got to do it. Like I, I'm not good at it. Not, no one in the band is really good yeah. at it. So I just gotta. So then, how do you? Do what's how do you kind of stay above? Because like you know, every day there's seven thousand new bands starting, and and they all like some of them might have this like incredible ability to promote themselves, and they might not even be any good. Like at this point, you know, I haven't been in a band in about ten years, so it's, uh, I don't yeah. have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. how do you kind of make yourselves like seen above the above the pack? Does it help that you have this background in other bands that people know? Yeah, it, it definitely helps. It, it really helps with who you know. Like, I'm lucky to have some friends who are yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who are awesome promoters. So like, I able to contact like Corey, Corey Thomas or Sam Smith. Cool. Saying you got any, you got you got any bills you think we would fit. That's kind of both been what I'm doing. Just happen to just go go with who you know who has who makes things happen. Yeah, and. That's like that's it's been working so far, and we've been we've been together for a number of years now, so it's got got us this far. But that's awesome, yeah. It's, it's, but it's it's hard to kind of like take it to that next level step when you don't really have that ability to push social media like we do. Yeah. So, do you have like a plan for that, or are you just going to keep riding it on with the word of mouth thing and hope it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we we definitely want to record another record, and uh, maybe we might try and like, put like, put actual more work into. Uh, Maybe finding a label. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to navigate, like, especially when everything's so uncertain. But, but sure, one thing yeah. for sure is that we we, we have another record in us to to record. Cool, cool.
and like I, I guess like the only reason I asked about the physical thing is because you know I still listen to physical media. I never stopped, and I don't understand yeah. Spotify or any of that stuff, which is kind of funny because you can get my podcast on there, but I don't know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so was club. was that always uh, like the what you wanted to do? You you guys were always like into the idea of releasing a physical CD, or were you did you consider just doing the digital thing? Because that's not unusual these days. Uh, well, I know Daryl did it with, with Bell Drum. Like, like it's like, it's definitely pros and cons. Yeah. For me personally, I, I like having I like having that actual physical copy of a of a recording, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But like, yeah, yeah. But in today's society, is that maybe not a lot of people don't buy maybe buy less just because Spotify is taking over. Yeah, but, it's uh, weird. Pers- personally, like I, I like the idea of having a physical thing, having the like, cool merch, having like a cool art, art physical art around your around your band. Yeah. Well, you you guys might also have the advantage of that you are playing a lot of shows with metal bands and things like that, and that the metal scene seems like one of the strongest for physical media, especially with tapes and stuff. You know, never really going anywhere, and maybe even making a resurgence. And it seems like oh, of course, yeah. most metal bands I know locally, anyway, they have tons of merch. They have you know seven inches and CDs and tapes and shirts. Whereas you know a lot of other genres have kind of moved on almost to this whole strictly digital thing. So you're in a good spot for that, I guess. Yeah, find a balance of both. You obviously have to. We want to have much people to have access to because really, like, we're not going to be making money off this. Like, it's mostly for ourselves and whoever yeah. finds us interesting. But like, as long as there's some kind of document for us and whoever likes us, they they have that. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to. But personally, I, I like having physical media. But I'm sure, like, the cost of money and and, and all that, and then being able to move it. Otherwise, it's just like boxes sitting in your basement if it, if it doesn't get sold. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm going to talk to you after we stop recording about how I can get a copy <laughs> of the CD oh, yeah. myself. So uh, I definitely... I'll bring one to your mailbox. Right on, right on, right on. So I, I was just thinking about, you know, like you, you have those, you have the heavy elements, you also have the proggy kind of elements. And I mean, you're an instrumental group. Have you, have you, is there any way that this band could kind of go beyond the sort of punk metal scene and move into some of the more, um, n- not jazz, because you're not a jazz group, but there's a kind of like a... Weird... Definitely jazz influence. Yeah, it's definitely jazz influence. I mean, like, I, I could see it fitting, too. I could, I could see it's maybe a bit heavy yeah. for a jazz show, but has that kind of scene interested you guys at all about kind of going well, beyond def- the comfort level of the punk scene? Well, we, we, we actually, uh, recently, before all this, we, we applied for the Winnipeg Jazz Festival because I think we, we can personally tap into that kind of... Yeah. It's abstract enough so where it's able to. Like, I, I, I like metal and I like punk, but I also want to be able to tap into other circles of music too. Yeah, I, I think we have the ability to. We're so weird that we have the ability to kind of float around, and might, might as well just try and ride that out and take it as we can. Totally. Well, and I but think. I, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say I, 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 the idea of playing like things like jazz fests and. That would be a great goal for, my, for myself and I think others in the band as well. Yeah, I think it would be cool because there's definitely people locally doing jazz that's like a little more out there too that, you know, maybe isn't as traditional and, and it would kind of a fit, fit in well with what you guys are doing. And also you have the benefit of, in this case, the benefit of not having a singer in that a lot of people are turned off from metal, I think, because they find the vocals too abrasive and yeah. you don't have that problem, right? So No, yeah. You can, you can still have that and not have uh, the guy screaming in the mic. Totally. So, yeah. like, that, that, that appeals to some people, I'm, I'm sure. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, like, if people are hearing about you for the first time on this show, what's the best way to find out more about what you're doing and, and hear, the, hear the record that's out now? Yeah, like, uh, I guess the, the best way is uh, Facebook. We, we haven't, like we are saying, we're lazy at social media. We haven't yeah. posted on there in a while. But Facebook, Instagram, and you can always contact myself or Daryl. And, yeah. And then I guess uh, the, the records on Bandcamp and stuff, I would imagine? Uh, not on Bandcamp yet. It's on Spotify. I, 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 I'm going to get around to actually putting on Bandcamp. Cool, cool. Okay, and do you have anything else that's come out, or is this, this, this the one release? 
Uh, just the one release, yeah. Like, like I was saying, we had like we recorded this a number of years ago, so we we have like a bunch of material that's we we played live several times, but yeah. we just haven't recorded. Well, it's a cool album. I mean, like I I, I really like the cover art too. That's uh, who who made that? Do, do you know the band uh, Great Sabatini from Montreal? Yes, yeah, I have one of their tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sean Arsenian uh, did that one. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to. We the first thing that we thought of was to approach Sean, and he's he's been a friend of mine for a long time, just to kind of get him on board in some way. It's been it's been great. Yeah, was that- I'm really happy. About- I'm really happy with the way it turned out as well. Yeah, it looks awesome. Was that was that some kind of thematic thing that you guys had decided on previously, or is that just something he came up with? Well, I don't know. We, we, we had the idea called Altered States just based off of a science fiction movie. We, we wanted to kind of just make it look psychedelic and kind of like kind of like a Tool album. Yeah, cover, well, that's not, the first thing I thought quite. of when I saw it. Yeah, it was uh, Tool esque, I guess, but not yeah. not rip offy, but yeah. in the same kind of yeah. Band, yeah. I, 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 I'm personally a big Alex Gray fan, and so is Daryl. Like. We, we're all usually influenced by Alex Gray, and yeah. I guess like Sean did a good job of kind of making it look like that without actually like looking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, I mean, like, I hope I hope that things uh, progress with this whole pandemic, so you guys actually can start doing more and record more yeah. and stuff. Because it's, it just seems like such a bummer that you get to this point where the album comes out and then it's like this weird, like you know, no one knows what's going on, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I, I think eventually, like, I, I, to be optimistic, I think like this, this will eventually pass, and you know, there will be a, a massive resurgence of, of this whole live music and and underground art. Yeah, so, like, people will be people will be hungry for it, and like, I think humans will get through this, and it, it will be better, be a better and stronger than ever before after this is over. Do you think it'll give Which, an advantage to to like independent underground artists the fact that kind of everyone's in the same boat right now because even like big name acts can't play shows right so does yeah. this kind of level the playing field a little bit I mean obviously some people are still selling shit tons of records but well in a way it kind of t- tables have turned because big big name acts can't play but like underground bands like us we were still kind of able to play shows and I'm yeah. sure other bands are not in our level it kind of flaps the the, the table if you want to see a uh, a live show. It's not going to be a, a larger band. It's going to probably going to be a, a local band who's just getting their start. So they, maybe that might create more of a spotlight on on the smaller artists. I hope it does. I hope that not that I mean it's a, I think it's a pipe dream to think that the entire music industry is going to be blown up and started again because I think it'll get back to how it was pretty similar once it this passes. But yeah, it, it might take some time, but I think it, it will eventually happen. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Um, again, like I, I really like the record. Um, I, I'm glad that there is people doing something experimental, like three bases out there. And uh, it, that you know, when I, I when you first uh, contacted me about doing this, I I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I, because you sent me the link, right? And then I um, started reading some more. And I was like, oh shit, there's three bass players on this record. That's, yeah. It's not what I expected. And it, it's it's it's. I think I had an idea. If I had seen that first, I maybe would have had a different impression listening to it. But once I kind of listened to it and then realized after the fact that, wait, one of those is not a guitar. And I think that's what you're saying with all the effects and stuff, right? Like, Totally, yeah. Like, like, like I said earlier, we definitely got a lot of mixed reactions and people we mentioned that we have three bass players. People yeah. might just automatically assume it sounds like garbage. But, <laughs> but, 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 but those who get it will get it. And yeah. uh, we're, we're, not, we're, we're definitely an acquired taste kind of thing. So it's like, if someone doesn't get it, I I, I won't be offended because I could, it's definitely a, a select kind of audience who would be totally funny and inter- interesting. Cool. Well, yeah. Again, th- thanks a lot for doing this. Uh, hopefully, once this ends, I can come see you guys live because I, I do. Lo- yeah, I, I want to uh, see how this works with the with the basses, kind of uh, you know, in person. But uh, it sounds great on the album. So, so yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to be playing shows again. And, yeah, I guess this is over. Thanks, thanks for having me over. Yeah, uh, right on. on this uh, digital format. Right on. Thanks a lot.